0: I'm R.E.A. Schwartz, along with my co-host today, Rachel Galligan. Welcome to the WMBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W. Using X's and O's, along with key stats, we bring honest and critical analysis. Continuing with our recap of every team, we have moved on to your hometown heroes, Rachel, the Chicago Sky. Rachel, welcome back. Uh, It's nice to have you on one of these team breakdowns.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to be talking about my beloved Chicago Sky.
0: <laughs> so I, well, you know let, let's let's grade the season first because as we are prepping for it and kind of chatting about our thoughts on this, um, we I, I think it's an interesting point because part of me wants to jump out and say like a slightly disappointing season. If you read some of the comments, some of the quotes uh, that I, I assume all Chicago Sky fans have seen, from their owner, uh, Michael Alter, you know, he seemed disappointed. And I think a lot of that came into these were comments, by the way, that were made before Amber Sox was fired when he basically said like, yeah, we're going to reevaluate, but I'm disappointed because I think this team was a guaranteed playoff contender and should be working towards next year being a championship contender, which I think was a little bit uh, misguided. If I were you, I mean, would you agree with that? I I think this team was pretty obviously in a rebuild after you lost Elena Deladon.
1: Oh yeah. I mean it's been a it's been a big time rebuild. Um and, and you know, you've got some really good pieces there. You've got some, you know, you've got Allie Quigley, you've got Courtney Vandersloot, but the rest of it has been a massive question mark. You know, from from top to bottom. I mean, you bring in a player like Diamond to Shields, who's as dynamic and as 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 athletic as she is. It's still yet to be determined, kind of what she was going to do. Same thing with Gabby Williams, and you can just go down the entire roster. So, um, you know, Chicago's been kind of a, a whirlwind here these last couple of years. Um, and I think, you know, if you really sit down and analyze the roster and you analyze the decisions that. Um, Coach Amber Stocks was making. It's very clear that she was building something. Um, very clear that it was gonna. I mean, it's gonna take some time. You know, you're, you're bringing in rookies. You're building. It, you're you're bringing in certain pieces. Um, I I don't think this year was like like grading it out. Um, it's 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 probably about what I expected. Um, to be honest with you, I felt like they probably. You know, sh- should have snagged a few more wins, maybe something along the line of 15 and 16, as opposed to 13 and 21. Um, you know, maybe maybe being that last team or second to last team that made it in there to the playoffs. So I think it- I think from just um, a standing standpoint, there was a little bit of um, they did underperform, especially with some of the town on that roster. But at the same time, um, I'm not surprised because I really feel like you know, if you step back and look at the course of this season, there were extreme highs and there were extreme lows. And it was about as inconsistent as any team out there in the league. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, grading it out, what, what do you give them?
0: Uh, so, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I was going to give them a C because uh, I, I, a C plus, in fact, I would give them a C plus because uh, they were exactly what I expected. So I got I I don't know if I pat them on the back for that or myself, but they didn't disappoint me. They showed these flashes of just like, wow, this is what this team could be. And then they showed moments where I was like, yeah, you're in a growth period. A lot of this roster was predetermined due to losing your star in a trade. And that's why we started off with that. We didn't want to like, I think you're doing a disservice to the Amber Stocks era and to this team if you don't, you know, give it that background of losing one of your best players. You got to uh, You got some work from it. But it's it's not the same, and it really changes the outlook of your team. So C plus. What, what about you?
1: I'll go with a C minus, um, just because you know you as much to disagree. as I was. <laughs> I like to disagree with you. I'll, I'll agree with the C, but then I'll I'll, I'll change up though. Yeah. What comes after that? <laughs> I uh, I can never agree with you fully. But I you know I, I think it was like I said. It's what it's what I expected, but they did underperform. Um, just in that win-loss category. I mean, you know, for instance, the last game of the season, they take on Indiana Fever and lose by five. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's a game that, like, no one – I don't even know how many people watched it because at that point, you know, we're getting ready for playoffs and neither team is going to be in it. But, like, that's a a game right there that, like, okay, they should have had that one or they could have had that one. Um, You know, and, you know, especially against a team that was dead last in the league. So I just think that there were – um, a few things that happened throughout the course of the season that really affected them. Um, I'll get into kind of just Stephanie Dolson, someone I know we're going to kind of talk to later in the season. Earlier on, there, were, there was a period from about late May to late June where she missed about seven games. And right around that course, you, you, were, you were missing Courtney Vandersloot, who came in late because she, she needed some time and she was still playing overseas. And then Dolson ended up coming in and she gets hurt. And Stephanie Dolson is a key part to Chicago Sky, or was a key part to what they were doing, or what they were trying to do this past year. But she's also an oddball with the Chicago Sky, which we'll talk about here later. But when she went out, they they, they ended up going like one in six, you know. So so like her presence on the floor, her leadership on the floor from a vocal standpoint, I think that really affected them early on in the season. And um, you know they. And after that, it was, it was highs and lows. And you, you'd string together a couple wins, and then you'd lose four. And then you'd win one, and then you'd lose two or three. I mean, it was just really really back and forth, some really um, bad defensive efforts. Um, I think Chicago was ranked dead last in terms of just defensive you know, ability. You know, they, they allowed the most points in the league. They were giving up 90, 90.1 points per game. Um, that that was the most that was allowed <laughs> in the course of the league, but you know, you look at the stat sheet and you're like, oh man, they were they were horrendous at defense. That's that's not true. That's not necessarily true. They showed an ability to lock down and defend and cause frustrations for for really. Um, really good teams. I mean, they came up, they beat Phoenix twice. They were able to beat Atlanta. They they beat um, the wings. They beat Connecticut. They beat Minnesota. I mean, so they were able to come up with some big wins and they were able to really lock down and defend in moments, but they could not do it consistently. And I think if there was a word to describe Chicago season, it would be just inconsistent across the board from every statistical category. Um, probably even player from a player standpoint, um, just the inconsistencies, um, especially on the defensive end of the floor, were ultimately why they had the season that they had.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it it was there, there's a lot there's a lot <laughs> to unpack there. You know, like yeah, it was gonna... a very yeah. Uh, <laughs> let, let's get into uh, first. Let's talk Dolson and. All of that. She's amazing. And she's a player who I've been critical. And every time I bring her up, I always say this. I've been critical of her many times. And every time I am, she makes me look like a fool. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example is that stat that you just dropped, how the team really struggled when she was out. And then they picked it up when she got back in. Um, For me, let's look at this roster. Just, Just real quickly, look at the roster. You got Coates, who... We've talked extensively about this. I see her more as a kind of an anchor of the second lineup, uh, if you will, if you want to break it down to lineups. You got DeShields is staying. Co- Coates is staying. Dolson's staying. Most like, come on. Uh, Cheyenne Parker, my vote for sixth woman of the year. Allie Quigley, VanderSloot, and Gabby Williams. So that's what, three, four, five, six, seven players, maybe eight. So there's a lot of roster ability in motion but when you're looking at this roster this team is so athletic and talking to Amber and talking to people who had talked to Amber and to players it was very clear that they wanted to run and Dolson is a and we've talked about this Rachel not the most mobile of centers but has that that skill set shooting wise that you want your centers to have but it, it, I think there was a little bit of a disconnect of getting her enough time to either set down low or to move her around. And then as you talked about a little bit, she struggled shooting at times. And when that happens, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation. It,
1: it is. And, and she, she's a, she's a very interesting player. Um, and someone that, you know, can be utilized in so many ways and, and can really um, have, have such a critical um, impact on a team in terms of, you know, just, again, that leadership, that ability to shoot the ball, um, you know, for for to play her and VanderSloot together, the connection with those two of being able to come off a screen and the pick and pop, um, you know, that, 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 that dynamic between those two is is fun to watch um, and they love doing it. Um, Dolson loves playing in that scenario. VanderSloot obviously is <laughs> arguably, if not one of the best point guards in the WNBA. Um, so, you know, Dolson is, is a great player. It's just, it's going to be extremely interesting to me um, who they hire and kind of, I think like like looking at the Sky roster, you, you, you have a lot of question marks in terms of that four or five position and how do you want to play? Um, them wanting to run the athleticism that they have, the pace in which they can play at, do you continue to have Dolson on that roster, or do you potentially look to maybe trade and find, um, you know, someone else that kind of fits that role or, or do you have Dolson kind of play more of that backup type of, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm very, very curious. That's probably the, one of the biggest question marks I have in terms of this offseason and, and what, um, the missing cog in that guy's you know, lineup is. Um, because I do, I think it's, it's a little bit off kilter. It doesn't necessarily make a ton of sense. And even speaking to Amber stocks herself, just kind of that early in the preseason, when I was able to spend a ton of time with the team and and really ask a lot of questions, um, it is, okay, well, how do we utilize her? How do we utilize her and put her in situations where she can be successful? Um, and we can have success and continue to play that we want to play the way that we want to play. So that's a big question mark for me, you know, and then you, you go down the line, Um, of well, talking about a true center. That was someone to me that um, I really feel like finding a big time inside presence, you know, to go up against the Cambages, to go up against, you know, the Brittany Griners. Um, Not that you're going to always be able to find somebody like that, but Having that true back to the basket post player uh, that can go to work and, and and be kind of that rim protector, if you will. I don't know that Chicago necessarily has that. Cheyenne Parker stepped up big time and and was able to really cause some frustrations down the line. But I, I feel like that four and five position um, and the question marks with Dolson are are the biggest um, you know the biggest flags in my mind right now. Well,
0: you, you hit it on the head. I mean, the thing, the the crazy interesting part is. I guess and, and and you can tell me I'm an idiot or, or shut me up at any time. So feel free to jump in. But no, like because if you look at if you look at the five, there's kind of two schools of thought, and then you can obviously this the third school is is best of both, but I don't think that's a realistic thing. You have the true centers who can post up, be that crazy, paint presence, and then you have the centers who are a little bit I don't want to say undersized, but don't have that full scapability. And I'll give a great example of how it can both work. Natasha Howard is amazingly skilled. Do I think that nine times out of 10, she could beat Griner, Sylvia, or Liz down low? No. But because of having Stewie next to her and that combo of the two of them where Stewie can help out in certain things that Natasha lacks in and back and forth. So that's a perfect example of how uh, more athletic Maybe undersized, less true center, if you want to call it that, can take out a true center. For Chicago, you have that ability with the skill set of someone like Diamond DeShields Shields um, or Gabby, and we'll talk about this in a moment of of what you know the three four issue uh, that everyone really knows about with these two. But for me, it's interesting because Dolson has that ability of a stretch. Five a, a center who has that athletic ability to get out and shoot and, and typically doesn't have that paint presence, but she doesn't have that athletic ability to move out and 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 really be as motional motionable. motionable uh, that's not a word. Whatever. <laughs> um. As 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 others. So it's like a really interesting thing. And for me, if I'm looking at it, you have the athletic ability of Diamond and Gabby, and because you have the two of them, and then and then we're not even gonna talk about the backcourt because you have the two of them. For me, kind of like you said, I would want a true center. And then that's the way I'm looking at. It, someone who can set that up. Because I think the athletic ability, this team just, and and you said it, the, the, the five is kind of the biggest question mark, obviously, besides head coaching and GM. But if you have this type of roster, I look at it as you can be the best of both worlds in the sense of old school and new school basketball. You have... I I view Gabby as this old school player, this kind of even keel, has all these elements to her, not the, like, I don't know why I associate flashy and like two steps in a crazy layup style as new school, but I just view Gabby as a more old school player and then you have this amazing backcourt and if you bring in a true center, I think you really have that ability to stretch the court, but also, like, you can really play any type with this with this roster. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, don't, should you be thinking about a trade? And, and you know what I mean? Like, and this is not a knock against, against Olson. I just think like she might be a better fit for a different style of team.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, and I feel as if coach stocks and I I don't know, I'm just, I'm honestly guessing head coach stocks continue to be, be there with what she was building. I would not have been surprised if that was coming. Um, I mean, let's be, let's be real. If you can get a true rim protector I mean, that, that's that's um, immediately going to be able to help just, just, just again, protecting the rim. I mean, you're giving up 90 points a game. You're worst in the league. You've, you know, being able to have some size in there to alter shots, protect the basket, rebound the basketball a little bit better than what they were able to this year, that's going to help your situation. Um, especially when we've got a league where you've got Cambage and Griner, you know, like doing what they're doing. You've got to be able to defend the basket. Forcing teams to shoot, you know, contested jumpers, you know, beyond the arc, being able to secure the basketball. So I think defensively, um, obviously, there's a whole lot we could break down there in in what what, what could be improved or just statistics wise. But I really feel like, you know, size inside um, or length, if you will, um, really, really, really could help them. And and I think... um, it will be very interesting to see what happens with this new coach who they hire and kind of the philosophy that they, they kind of have behind it based on this core group of players. I, I don't see any reason to, you know, trade anybody else. I feel like, you know, the guard position is solid, very solid, especially when you've got Gabby and um, diamond, Um, Coming off their rookie seasons, doing what they did and hopefully, you know, playing with a little bit of confidence. I think they've both just kind of scratched the surface, especially Diamond Shields. I mean, she's special. She's extremely special. She's, you know, you watch her in person. It doesn't do it justice when you're watching it on TV or even on league pass. like, And then you go watch her in person and you're just like, my jaw is like to the floor with her athletic ability and what she can do. There's no reason this can't be a better defensive team. There's no reason they can't lock down, defend. You can find ways to help Allie in situations. But I think a big part of their defensive issues or, or struggles is with that five spot.
0: Yeah, if if you don't have that protection, that safety blanket, if you will, that very often the five comes into being, it's going to be some issues. Yeah. Let's move on to something that I know we've been dying to get to. Diamond to shields and Gabby Williams mm-hmm. are, uh, there's not a proper word that goes into this. It's a great combo. Some people might be critical of the draft picks. Um, I like it right now because like you kind of just said, and like I've said throughout this pod, Right now we're looking at a roster that has kind of one hole and like, yeah, if you're a team that didn't make the playoffs and, and I, I feel fine saying this, if they can find a, a better use or a better rotation at the five or someone or somebody or a new style that can protect that rim, not saying, you know, Dolson needs to leave, but if they can find something to fill that, this team is in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and now talking about Gabby and diamond, their skill set. some people have, have gotten a little bit mad about, uh, insider staff criticism of Gabby. And let me defend it in this sense. And also apologize. Gabby is a, pl- no, Gabby's a player. And I said this before the show, she's basically like a mid, like, she's like a player that I view her as she's three years in the league. And you're at the point where you're kind of like, all right, when are we going to see that like star quality? Because you can be there. Um, And that's not fair to her because she's not there yet. And it's her first season. I mean, come on, let, let the girl grow. So I'm excited about that. And she's that type of player who is just even keel steady going to do good things throughout the whole game and throughout the whole season. And then on the other hand, you have diamond who is just a freak of nature. Oh my God. (laughs) I I was, I was telling this to Rachel before we started recording the show, how I'm really upset. I'm based in DC Um, both times. Uh, the sky were in town. I was not able to go to the game. I think I was out of town for, for both the games. And then the U.S. national team's team came to town, played Japan, and I watched a game, and I believe, if I remember correctly, Diamond didn't get much time there. Um, And her warm-up, she takes a couple steps, and she's from one side of the court to the other. She, I, I mean, talk about smooth like butter. So, as I was telling Rachel, I am starting the hype train. We're going to start calling Gabby and Diamond, Thunder and Lightning. Cause that's what they are to me. Um you can figure out which one's which. I think Gabby's uh Thunder and Diamond's lightning because she's just like bam bam. Um,
1: for the record, I have nothing to do with any of this. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing
0: to do. But you kinda like it. You get what I'm saying? And I look, I think I think they're gonna be a deadly combo for the sky. Also, they're the sky. Come on. What's the, the only way it could possibly be a better fit as a nickname is if they were on the storm. Um but I would I think then if you if you're if they're on the storm then you gotta give like someone else like the hurricane nickname and you know like it goes too far. Sky's perfect. Um, what what do you think as far as if you were in a position, Rachel, to hire the coach. Now I'm not gonna ask you who you would hire, but I want to know from your perspective would you be leaning towards Let's say the Nickies of the world, the Nikki Collins of the world, where, uh, you know, has some experience, not a lot of, no experience, or not a lot of experience as a head coach, but someone who's just ready for that type of chance. Or are you looking for someone who has established themselves and done something, uh, in their career?
1: Oh gosh, that's so hard because I'm a fan of both. I really am. I think um, I, I think watching Nikki and just evolve throughout her career as even in the collegiate ranks to where she is now. I mean, she's, she's done an incredible job. She's brilliant, you know, and she is completely primed and ready for this. Um, and then you can continue to go down the line and look at like the Dan Hughes of the world and, um, what he's been able to do. So, I mean, honest to God, I mean, speaking as a fan, um, of the Chicago sky and, um, first, I I just want the best candidate, (laughs) um, whether it's, you know, new, new age experience, whatever that may be. Um, my gut tells me that if, you know, bringing in an up and comer, bringing in somebody who maybe this is their first, um, kind of shot, um, at, at, as a WNBA head coach, um, maybe not necessarily a head coach, but as a WNBA head coach, my gut tells me that might be um, the the best route to go because of just the roster and the style of play, which that foundation is already, la- you know, kind of there. Um, I would be shocked to see somebody come in and just try and change everything up. I think Amber Stocks did a very good job. Um, and, I, and I will stand by that of, of creating a roster and continuing to build on it. She was building for a long-term plan. She was not necessarily building for, oh, an immediate, like, let's try and get something done here in a year and then rebuild again after that. Like, she was building it almost like you would look at, like, a college program was being built, a long-term um, plan at stake that, that was going to continue to grow and grow every single year. Well, so, and,
0: and Rachel, like, realistically, did this team have – any chance? Any of the years that Amber Sox was the coach, did any of these teams have a chance to compete for a championship? No. honestly. No. Exactly. No. Nope. All right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I, I would like to see somebody come in that I feel like you know they, they've they might have head coaching experience at some level, collegiate ranks, ranks, whatever it may be, but um, just knows how to to play this very athletic and talented roster. They've shown they can score the basketball. They've they've shown at times you got to dig in there that they can really defend, and so um, kind of that mentality. And then you know you have a player like Gabby Williams, and everybody. I just want to make this point: not everybody, but there has been a lot of debate even within house of Hey, play Gabby at the four. No, Gabby. Gabby's at three. No, play Gabby at the four. And it's like this this ongoing like ridiculous debate that doesn't even need to happen because we're in, we're in an era where quote unquote the positionless basketball, if you will. Um, defining Gabby doesn't do her justice. She's not necessarily a player that falls into the realm of being defined. Um, She's a hybrid, if you will. And that's what makes her special. She can do a lot of different things and she can do them extremely well. Um, And she's only going to continue to get better in that aspect of it. So I think you got to bring somebody in that's got kind of that, you know, mentality that, that forward thinking mentality of, of where is basketball, of what is it evolving into um, bringing somebody in that wants to put Gabby um, in a corner and try and define that it's its not I don't think that works well with this roster and what they're trying to do and in the way it's built so we'll see um, I, I just hope they bring in you know someone who's who's prepared and ready for that shot who continue to put these players in situations where they can be successful and have a ton of success
0: I'm just gonna say while I agree with you I think I I don't personally know the ownership of the Chicago Sky, but I do know that they kind of did that with Amber in a certain sense of, you know, someone who didn't have that experience as a head coach. And my assumption is that they're going to want And I think it's an assumption a lot of people are making. They're going to want to go in a different direction. Someone who has a little bit more experience just because of how this ended, Um, whether that's right or wrong or whether or not they're actually going to, you know, base their decision off that is, Obviously not in my mind or my knowledge, but hearing you break this down, there is somebody that really stood out and that's Gary Um, In my mind, while you're describing that, Gary was credited with making Seattle defense what it was. Uh, Gary ha- is a coach who has some experience as a head coach, who has some experience as an assistant, who has some experience with this new, if you will, positionless basketball uh, and is coming off a uh, championship. So if I, I, I'm i just going to throw this out there. If Chicago could steal Gary, I think that might be, a, you know, the Klopp in Chicago might be really good for this team. What are your thoughts about that fit?
1: The, the key word in there is if.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: If Chicago could pull that off, um, I you know, I definitely, I think, I agree. I think that would be exciting, and it could be um, definitely something that, you know, would, would be um, fun to look forward to, but it would be an if. Um, if, you know, Alter's able to pull that off, we shall see.
0: Well, yeah. And it's also an interesting thing of like, if they're going to make it the new coach, he or she, you know, GM also, how how exactly that's going to work is going to be really interesting. Because again, I think in a sense, it's great to be the GM and the coach, but also does it always work, especially for someone taking a new position? If an ideal world, in my opinion, you hire a coach. You hire a temporary GM if you want that coach to be the GM eventually, if you're in that school of thought. Because I think it's a lot to kind of throw on the plate. Oh, hey, here's the head coaching job. Oh, by the way, you're also doing this. I I think you should ease into that. Rachel, real quick, before we close out this episode, I want your opinion on how many years out is this team from championship contention? Um, and I'll go first, and I'll say three?
1: It's a good question. Um, I would say at least, at least three, at least three. I think we're, we're probably evolving into an era where Chicago at best is going to be kind of that in the middle of the pack, uh, middle of the pack team that, you know, can beat anyone any given night. Um, I don't think they're going to continue as being, you know, one of the, the lower bottom three in the league. Um, just just again my my gut feeling uh so i think you know if they were to contend if they were going to really be serious about making a run I, I i don't know it's at least 3 uh 3 to 5 we could even say 10 you know if you will I, and i don't want to be negative that's not the case i just
0: you just dropped 10 and then followed up with but i don't want to be negative I,
1: the the thing i'm going to say about chicago and i can feel as if i can say this because i have grown up around them i've been you know involved with them i've watched them i i am a fan of chicago but in it goes back to the hiring thing as well and i wanted to make this point you know we're not talking about a premier franchise team in this league just based on their limitations, the things that they have to work with, their resources, it's different. You know, you compare the Chicago Sky with even the Indiana Fever, it's completely different. Um, and and those are a lot of the things that fans or, you know, whoever may not necessarily understand. Now, we did see a big change from from moving from Rosemont and Allstate Arena and then moving downtown to Wintrust Arena. To me, that was a huge um uh, kind of feather in the Chicago skies cap. We saw some things that are are in the mix there that that are happening, but uh, behind the scenes it it is a difficult franchise and it's going to be difficult to bring in somebody with a ton of experience who probably has a right to demand or whatever, a certain amount of money. It's going to be very interesting to see how they handle this higher. And I think everything lies on that. Uh, But if we're, if we're being serious about potentially contending and and winning a championship minimum three years, um, I think it'll probably end up being longer down the road.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I I, I think minimum three years is, is accurate. I just think the the skill set of this roster and think about Gabby and Diamond three years from now going into their fourth season, or I guess going into their fourth or fifth, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Like, You're the man. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: come on. Uh, no, like right around that time, we're going to be seeing like mm-hmm. just insane things from these two. Hopefully we still uh, see the... Uh, We'll we'll think of a nickname for for uh, Allie and Courtney, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, but you know, uh, I I think this this team has a lot to be excited about moving forward. Um, they're definitely going to be an exciting team moving forward. But it's all about the first step, and like I tweeted out earlier, it's all about what's going to happen with this coaching search, and that's going to answer a lot of these questions for all of us. So. I'm R.E.A. Schwartz, along with my co-host, Rachel Gallagher. This has been the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W using X's and O's, along with key stats during honest and critical analysis.